0: Go. hey hi there hi it's me elizabeth nelson and amy rigby over here (laughs) (laughs) good to see you, elizabeth it's
1: good to see you too um i know you've had kind of a busy couple weeks uh behind you and getting through the holidays and everything else but how how have you been and what are you listening to what are you reading do you have any (laughs) recommendations
0: or um i'm well i'm i'm happy happy to be here looking for the magic with you tonight um i i think uh the thing that i watched this past week which which i really want to recommend um is um it's a documentary uh called the center of nowhere and mm. it's about um springfield missouri and the music and musicians <gasps> of springfield and um i think it came out Back in the summer, okay. um, Dave Hoekstra, a great Chicago writer. I know he's written about music for years and probably other stuff too, um, made this film, and it's a real labor of love. And it's just um, having recorded in Springfield uh, with some of the people that were featured in the documentary. It mm-hmm. was. Um, it was really nice to see, but I, I think even if you haven't actually been there, it's just such a interesting, cool music scene that's just really got its own vibe, and it's a really nice documentary.
1: Oh, that sounds great. I For a minute there, I was thinking about there's a documentary about, um, I think it's called Branson, Missouri, which is like oh, yeah, the Vegas is... <laughs> of Missouri, where like <laughs> <And> Yakov Smirnov <that's... laughs> has a huge career, which is so weird. And I was like, oh, is that the documentary? But it's, it sounds like it's a totally different, more sublime experience.
0: Branson is right down the road from Springfield. <laughs> the, the the two are like diametrically opposed. But, uh-huh. you know, they have something in common, that sort of Ozarkian uh just some 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 kind of something crazy in the water and you know some some barbecue uh sort of similarities i I've noticed having been over into the arkansas side too the oh. they've got a good brisket <laughs> oh cool well, that's always but, uh, but um but but springfield um was uh the one thing they didn't mention in the in the documentary which I found interesting was where where boxcar Willie got his start. He was the you know sort of I like know. the first um infomercial guy selling his own recordings like at midnight on TV and um and and they didn't mention him but you know Porter Wagner mm-hmm. um and uh of course the skeletons the whole uh Lou Whitney um uh circle of the morels the skeletons and uh, and it's attracted a lot of people to come and and um and record there i'm not not really selling it very well it's a very <laughs> subtle <laughs> it's a subtle scene that it's kind of like hard to convey like I, i'm not not sure um that i'm doing a very good job but just just check it out center of nowhere
1: i absolutely well it sounds good to me um I also want to recommend a documentary. Oh, um, it seems like the holidays are the season to watch documentaries. Um, I think this was recently released, uh, but I believe it was made over the last few years. Um, I, I think it's called um, "Every Night to Saturday Night," and it's a documentary about Bobby Keys. Um, oh,
0: that was really good. Wasn't that
1: great? Oh. And I, the like, you know, I learned a lot about him. I, I've always admired him, and he seems like a just like a good kind of glue guy, you know, he's fun and he can keep up with Keith Richards. And um, so, you know, he had that impressive appetite, but um, I never listened to Delaney and Bonnie before. Mm -hmm. Um, And so uh, Tim and I put on a couple of their records because they had this huge, amazing band with all of these kind of, you know, hands and um, they were really cool. They were much different than what I had anticipated. So that was kind of a nice value add was getting to check out uh, some of their records. So
0: it's a good documentary, and uh, I learned something. Yeah, that, I I really enjoyed learning more about him, and mm-hmm. it, it, I, I always felt a little scared of him. He just seemed like <laughs> you know like bigger than life, and yeah. just like a guy that would you know be be kind of like just fill up a room. Um, but but it was really it was sweet and lovely to kind yeah. of learn about the the human side of of him and. Um, yeah oh good. Well, um, so ho- hopefully our our listeners out there will will find something something good to listen to to watch um, mm-hmm. over the weekend, maybe coming up. but um, but we're here to talk about things that are bad. Yes, yeah, <laughs>
1: which is great because I can complain all the live long day about tons of stuff. So, uh, I felt like this was going to be a lot of fun. Um, yeah. So, I, I mean, I I liked your, your sort of suggestion of just talking about like a worst of list because there's so many best of lists at the end of the year. And I know that probably there are other people, um, and, uh, who, who are, um, who are doing worst of list, but why not? Why don't we do our own? So um, I know you said like the worst gig you ever played, maybe, or I don't know. Where do you want to kick off? I'll let you
0: lead. Um, I don't know, but a commenter here, Paul Healy, is saying the worst is a Keith song off Voodoo Lounge. Now I wonder what that. <laughs> <laughs> And, and yes, okay. yes, we will tolerate no Keith slander on this channel. I I love that because I I was just thinking like how can there be a bad Keith song? That's just not possible. Yeah. Um. So so yeah, we're gonna we're gonna talk about our own worsts first. <laughs> but thank you for that. <laughs> Um, so yeah, what 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 was um what was your your question or comment there, Elizabeth? Were oh you,
1: well, um, a worst
0: gig or a yeah?
1: Worst- do you ha- do you have a worst gig well, story or well, you know, either as an attendee or a player?
0: Well, think I have. I guess I have a couple, but I, thinking about um, about this did bring back like a a real kind of you know traumatic memory of. You know and, and I, I I used to think you know playing a lot is it's hard this past year cuz we haven't been playing gigs but playing a lot of gigs and thinking like was it possible to do a show bad enough that it could actually like wreck your career
1: oh wow yeah <laughs> could a
0: show have that much power in it and it seemed like almost like not something to aspire to but just wondering like how all those factors could go wrong that could make mm-hmm. that happen but um what I thought of uh, as, as like a really hard and, bad memory um was playing at this and and it was kind of a cool place one of those gigs that you sort of envy when you hear about someone else doing it it was called the Bay Inn in Glenfarg in Scotland and it, it seemed like you know so this beautiful like charming old inn and like you imagine like wh- whiskies around a fireplace and and that it was part of the gig I'd played there before <laughs> but um but this particular time I don't know It was like a really kind of almost snowy night in Scotland um, and just felt like there was nobody out on the road. So there was like, just a couple people at the show. Um, but there was, you know, some fans, but then there was this little table of people sitting like so close to the stage and just literally like talking, talking like amongst themselves the whole time I was playing. And I think, you know, as the years gone by, I've probably learned that to just like face it head on and talk to them and just like tell them to leave. Mm -hmm. Um, yeah. But I didn't have the guts to do that. And I, all I was able to do, I kept moving my microphone closer and closer and like <laughs> till I was standing literally like right in front of their table <laughs> and singing like right to them. And it was making, and they just talked louder and I just oh, no. probably sang quieter. And it was just like really <laughs> humiliating oh, no. and awful. And I just felt, you know, like I just wanted to like disappear in a hole in the floor but we were in the basement of this place so there would be no no hole in that floor and um and and also the 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 owner of this place he'd worked in the music business in some capacity and he had a huge collection of live photographs speaking of Keith Richards there were like a thousand pictures of Keith Richards, like rocking out on stage. <laughs> nice. It was every rock God, you know, in, in every kind of like, you know, where their faces are really contorted and they're just really getting into it. And they're like all around you. And, um, so it felt like they were all looking on, you know, at my shame and, and <laughs> no. just, anyway, that's mine. What about you?
1: Um, well, there was a show that we played, um, I think it was last year or two years ago. I can't even remember um, because I'm trying to block it out. (laughs) Um, We went on like a mini tour with Wussy. Um, They had a couple East coast dates scheduled. They had one in Philly and then one in DC. And so they invited us to come along, um, which is, we'll, you know, do anything for Wussy. And so um, the Philly show was um, at this venue Called Milk Boy, which I don't know if you've ever played there. It's sort of in the city and you go up the stairs and you have to haul all your gear up. And um, so we get there and we are getting set up for the sound check. And the woman who's doing sound, you know, I went up and introduced myself and thanked her very much because you should always try to, you know, generate some goodwill between yourself and your sound person. And I, I maybe I dreamt this, but I swear to God, she was like, oh, yeah, no, this is my first time doing sound Mm -hmm. um and I just don't think they were prepared for us and like Chuck was having some back Chuck from Wussy was having some back problems and so they were kind of bummed out anyway and it was um it was in the middle of the summer and I it must have been a thousand degrees inside the venue so it was like really really hot on stage and um but prior to all of this um one of the toilets in their bathroom, which was upstairs again, like this is like, there's like a restaurant downstairs and the venue is upstairs. And so one of the toilets just started overflowing and they had us in the basement for um, like a green room and this toilet water was coming through (laughs) all of the floors into our green room and onto all of our gear and stuff. And so yeah, that's so like it, how everything got started. It was like, there is this river of water coming downstairs and we're going up to the like promoter or whatever and being like, dude, you have a problem. And it is gross. And like, you know, <laughs> I, like, I couldn't even like look because it was like going all up. Like they were preparing food and they had like cases of beer and stuff that it was just all over the place. And it was so gross. And so then we got on stage and it was a thousand degrees and the sound was horrible. And, um, you know, Tim was like, he thought he was going to die because it was so hot. And so, you know, we have, like, there's, like, this truism and rock criticism that we kind of take to the stage with us, which is, like, it's better to be god-awful than boring. So we just (laughs) were really, really loud and just tried to, like overwhelm people with sound because it was so uncomfortable um so I think it was like a fine enough performance even though the sound was crap and obviously we we're just grossed out and wanted to leave um and like Wussy was having a bad day because they were in pain and stuff so it was bad I mean <laughs> I won't I'm never going back there and so I, I don't mind talking <laughs> shit about them because I, I will never play the Milk Boy again. I'm, Philly is just not our city anyway. They hate DC sports fans, so.
0: Oh, wow. <laughs> <laughs> they were putting no, mean, batteries at us. <laughs> the whole time you were describing it, I was like, it just sounds like a classic Philly gig yeah, me. right? I mean, <laughs> I just, the only thing missing was like not being able to find anywhere to park. Right, <laughs> totally. Like, and, no, and nobody came because they couldn't find anywhere to park. <laughs> oh, someone says RIP Milk Boy. Oh, is that close? Oh, so, <laughs> sorry, Milk Boy, whatever. (laughs) yeah i i i i will say i found like a nice place to play in maniank which i guess is like another neighborhood sort of like it feels like it breaks the force field that like makes every gig in philly really crappy (laughs) (laughs) um but that just that 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 sounds so bad it almost you know makes me want, want to like you know get, go and and do that that gig you know that like repeat that experience it's, it was it, it was unique really really just like the the pits yeah it was um, it was bad but we had, yeah, i mean cool. i
1: think it was fine like it was but yeah it's not the DC gig though. The night after was pretty great. So that's, that's good.
0: You know how that goes. You have to just kind of get back on the horse and one, yeah, one day you're just like, you know, is there any other career I could, could like <laughs> have at this point, you know, and, and then the next day you're just like, I never want to do anything else. This is fantastic. <laughs> yeah. Right. Yeah. It's just those ups and downs. Um, I was uh, I, I love that though that that's a classic bad one. <laughs> <laughs> I was thinking um, w- one idea I had, and I don't know if you've ever experienced this, but have, have you ever worn anything on stage that like you 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 couldn't get like you, you committed to it? You know, you mm-hmm. like put it on and you got on stage, and then like you couldn't get out of it, and you were just like like really regretting the decision you'd made to wear yes. something. Oh, good. Well,
1: it wasn't it wasn't even necessarily me, although. So when we were initially trying to figure out like our stage act, we thought it would be like hilarious to dress like middle management technocrats. (laughs) So we were wearing like office gear and um, the guys were wearing um, blazers. And Eric, famously, your husband, uh, teases Timothy to this day about how he was wearing a, a blazer on stage that he had to get out of because it was once again, very hot on stage. And um, he, cause he was running his guitar, couldn't get this freaking sports jacket off and Eric, after the show was like, what the hell were you thinking? I mean, it was just, he thought it was so unprofessional that Tim was wearing this sport coat and uh, and then had to take it off and was just having this massive wardrobe malfunction that I guess he thought was the lamest thing ever. Um, I didn't even really see it happening at the time, but we have since sort of abandoned the idea that we need to look like we're just, you know, DC technocrats anymore. We just kind of are a little bit more casual <laughs> with our gear. Right, it, it
0: sounds, it sounds just subtle enough that it, it, it would really just kind of like confuse and upset people. And, you know, which maybe is what you wanted.
1: <laughs> yeah, We thought it would be hilarious, but then people were just proud they just didn't get it, you know?
0: And there's, al- there is always that thing. There's always that thing where like, if you're wearing a jacket and you, you know, you've got to take it off, then you've got to like put your guitar down and like, get the jacket off and get the guitar back on. And, you know, like it, it sounds simple, but a lot of times like circumstances dictate, like it's not that easy to do. Um, I, I had a jacket malfunction <laughs> um, <laughs> back in the days of the shams. You know, I had the trio with um, Sue Garner and Amanda Uprichard, Richard and um, we were playing at the iron horse in Northampton. And um and you know it was a it was nice i think it was coming up to christmas and um and i'd found this fabulous what i thought was a fabulous uh like bright green lamey jacket in a thrift store and you know it just looked like like something like Edie Gourmet would wear like some Mm -hmm. some 60s kind of you know pop singer or something and I thought this is great it was almost like tinsel but it was like I just thought oh this will look great under the lights but like as soon as I got up on stage I was like oh this like if it felt like the light was just cascading off this i just felt like i looked like a christmas tree like in Aww. a bad in a bad way but the worst thing was like as i started to sweat Oh, you know, playing the game, like this, this other, the stench of this other person <laughs> this jacket had belonged to just like started like coming off of me. And it was just really awful. And I oh, couldn't, no. I, I felt like the jacket was like, it was almost like a Twilight Zone episode, like that the jacket was going to, you know, just somehow. It just like kill me like it was just like toxic and I couldn't get it all yeah and the sleeves were real tight so the thought of like trying to take it off on stage just you know I probably wore like a camisole under it too so like I couldn't like <laughs> couldn't take it off because I wouldn't have like enough on under anyway um so that was that was the, like the like a bad a bad um I yeah you should never like get something and then go on stage in it like that day. Don't go thrift shopping like the right before the gig and then go like, oh, this is amazing. I'm gonna wear it on stage tonight. It never ever works. It's always like a it always is something you end up regretting. You gotta break Mm -hmm. it in and make sure it works somehow. But anyway, where's that jacket now? (laughs) 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 Who is it haunting now?
1: Oh, sorry, you didn't keep it. It sounds really pretty, but I know what you mean. Like, redolent of somebody else's, um, you know, yeah. body odor is uh, so a, a very unpleasant surprise. Yeah, and
0: so distracting too. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you you want to be, you want to be able to be, be comfortable and not not thinking too much about what you have on. I guess that's the main. That's the main <laughs> thing I've learned. <laughs> I mean, there's always the opposite thing where you end up seeing. You know, now that everyone takes photos all the time at gigs, yes. end up seeing pictures of yourself like months and months and months wearing the exact same thing. Like, Oh, that poor, that poor performer. Don't they, you know, d- d- doesn't she have like another, it's, let's buy her another shirt. Oh yeah. Yes. yes. <laughs>
1: well, you know, you brought up Scotland. And so we had played a tour in Scotland, um, like in 2012, um, that was really, really fun. Um, but there were like a couple other bands on the bill. Um, and one was like this group of like, I want to say they were high school kids. They were super young and they were really sweet and they were really talented, but they would wear like suits on stage and stuff. You know, they do the whole gimmick. Um, and, uh, like since we were, um, it was Tim and Bruce and I, and we were just doing like a trio thing. And, um, we were packing kind of light because we had come from overseas. So, you know, like we were kind of wearing the same thing every day, and we were backstage before one of the shows and one of the kids from this other band he said do you guys like yola tango and we said oh yeah you know we love yola tango and bruce plays with them sometimes and they were like yeah you look like them you look like slackers and it was like (laughs) such a diss you know i was like well come on guys like you know we don't really have you know our you know our suits with us. Um, but they were really, they were very, very sweet, but, uh, I think it, they meant it as a compliment, but it came across as kind of like, uh, you know, like you Americans coming over with your stupid jeans your and t-shirts. t-shirts. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And yeah, your converse all starts. you so.
0: so casual. <laughs> wow. Well, um, I wonder if we have any questions from, from I don't know if we have any listeners tonight, but, um,
1: I saw Smallwood in the comments for a second. He said he saw a good show with Wissy at Milk Boy. Um,
0: okay. Hmm, Yeah. I've never heard of Milk Boy. Um, but it's gone now. So, um, I I was thinking of, I was thinking about a, like a bad show, like a show I thought of as bad that I saw back in Mm -hmm. the day. And, um, and that was, and that was the replacements at the Ritz oh, in New yeah. York City. And I, and I guess, you know, I'd seen them before. I saw them at CBGB and, it, and I loved it and it was mm-hmm. great. And then I saw them at the Ritz and maybe, maybe it was like the change of venue. Um, but, but like, cause the Ritz was much, well, then it became, Webster Hall you know right. like a much more grand place than CBGB and um and it was really kind of like you know just a like real fuck off kind of like you know just like I don't care kind of show which i guess is you know like in the in the in the context of 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 the replacements and mm-hmm. and and like the and and what, how people think of them that's like basically mm-hmm. m- maybe what people would expect or want right, right. from them. But at the time, I you know, maybe I'm just like such a square. I was just like, oh, you know, like, this isn't good. And like, I want them, to <laughs> I want them to care. And I want to hear the songs that I like. And I want to yeah. hear them good. And you know, just kind of like that. And you know, I guess history has proven me wrong. <laughs> but um, at the time, I just felt like it really sucked. And I guess that was kind of the point. But... Maybe it was lost on me.
1: I think, you know, they're one of those bands where like it was on any given night, they might be incredible. And then the next night they would just be god awful. And right. I think it was really disappointing for a lot of people. Um, so you're not alone in this because I feel like I mean, seeing them be god awful, I'm sure was a, a resting spectacle. But it's really unfun to have to endure it. Um, right. You know, like that's it. And so and and especially when it's like this is kind of their foolish consistency, um, like, you know, um, and you really want them to kind of be good and succeed. So, I, I mean, I, I sympathize with that. I actually, um, you know, never really got to see them, but I have heard a lot of stories about like, oh, yeah, they were awesome one night and then the next night they just absolutely fucking sucked. And so, um that, um, that does sound disappointing. And I'm not, I'm not surprised that you brought them up though, because I thought like that would definitely be an example of a band who could, it was really hit or miss. right? Um, and like, you know, I, I mean, I'm sure, as I say, it was probably interesting, you know, like probably way more, I don't know, visually arresting I guess is the term I want to use than watching like a band that's just super pro and like just coming in and doing a cash grab kind of thing, like watching a, union show or something where, you know, the Everly, the other Everly brothers are slated to play for 20 minutes and they walk out on stage and play for 20 minutes in one second because they just hate each other or
0: something. (laughs) Like that sounds horrible. Going through the motions, I guess, you know, only in retrospect, did I think like, wow, they were kind of the punkest of all the replacements Mm -hmm. because, because the early punk bands that I saw you know, like there was still that sort of ethos of, of, of show business, like, yes. like, like, like somehow, you know, you were still, even though you were going to destroy and all that, well, you know, I guess, <laughs> I guess when the sex pistols came to America, they kind of were, you know, kind of trashing it and messing yeah. it up. But, yeah. um, but yeah, just seeing, seeing them not, not go through the motions, but to put on like a professional show. Yeah. And, um, And as, as contracted, you know, Mm -hmm. whereas, whereas like, it it seemed like that all went out the window with, with them and, um, and with the fall as well. That was another band that I saw at at the same venue. Um, and just going like, you know, and I, and I really liked them, but like, Mm -hmm. but I, but it was like not good, you know, but I, I guess, you know, that was kind of the, kind of the point in a way, um, but yeah, it's, 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 it's almost like when you're looking back on it, it's kind of like, wow, they really, they did something there. But while it's going on, you're you're just like, as a, as a, as a, you know, just a, a paying member of the audience. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you're, yeah. You're like, you can, can feel a little let down and just, and, and, and pissed off, I guess. I yeah. Guess yeah.
1: No, I, well, um, I, um, I have a different. Worst show that I attended, story, um, which is that um, when I was in college, I did a year abroad in Oxford, and I had a couple of roommates who were like big, sort of. This was like in the 90s when like rave culture was a big thing. I mean, I think it was probably a big thing for a long time, but I, it was just more prominent in my consciousness. And so I had two roommates who really liked to dance and and go to clubs and dance. And that was not my thing, but I wanted to make friends and have adventures. And so they were going to go to this festival um, in Luton, um, which uh, was like an outdoor thing. And it was like a big rave experience. And it was, you know, a 24 hour thing. And You had to like take a bunch of buses and then they just abandon you in this field and with all of these acts that are going to, you know, like provide drum and bass kind of music all night long. And um, I got off the bus and my roommates were like, well, we're going to take acid now. And I was not a big substance person. And I said, well, I don't don't really want to do that. And they're like, well, if you don't, then we're not going to hang out with you. So I was like, okay, I don't know anybody. I'm in the middle of a field with a bunch of like crazy looking people and cat in the hat hats and, you know, platform shoes and stuff. And I was like, okay, well, so I, I take this acid and now I'm like tripping and watching Kraftwerk, and it's really disturbing. I mean, it was cool to see Kraftwerk, I guess. And I guess if you're going to watch a band while you're, you know, tripping balls, I guess Kraftwerk is the one to watch. But then you have lived in England, and so you know, like it gets really cold there. So mm. as the night wore on, and we're all out in this field, it's just freezing, and they're handing out these kind of awful synthetic blankets and people just started setting them on fire to (laughs) keep warm and so there's just like this stench of burning plastic and smoke like this billowing black synthetic smoke that's going around and i'm like oh my god this is hell i'm in hell like i have died and now i'm in hell and hell is a dance party and I'm in on Luke. acid in, <laughs> in, Luton. in Luton. Yeah, exactly. So I was like, I, you know, it was like one of these things where I'm like, this is never going to end. The bus is never going to come, and like, this is it. This is my life now. And um, so, you know, it was that was an experience that I, I now know I will never ever want to repeat again. And if anyone ever says, "Oh, it would be so much fun," like you know, we'll, you know, <laughs> there's no way out. Absolutely no. <laughs>
0: <laughs> the adventures of the lady Scholar," says john smallwood <laughs>
1: yes <laughs> yeah that they, was one of my lady scholar adventures
0: wasn't what you'd signed up for when you went over to to spend a, a year in oxford no
1: i wanted to like party and have experiences but when they were just like oh well we won't hang out with you i thought that was so just shitty That's and peer pressurey <laughs>
0: I know. How old were they?
1: <laughs> yeah, I know. Totally. It wasn't like they were twelve. I mean, they were in their you know twenties, I guess. I don't know. It was, it was dumb. It was a bad, bad scene.
0: But yeah, just just the thought of like going to a gig in in England on like pub, well, you know, like like a outdoor thing like that, and all the public transportation involved is <laughs> like I I I I I feel cold just thinking about it, and and have have some. Definitely have done a couple tours over there, like on trains and, um, and just been so, and been so cold and like the train stations are always so cold. Um, but anyway, we won't, we (laughs) won't, uh, I won't sink to talking about, about the weather anymore. Um, uh, was thinking, um, wondering if, if there's anything that you thought was going to be really bad, but actually turned out to be good. Like a, a film or a book or a, a record or um, something, uh, some some cultural experience or.
1: Um, I I don't know if I thought they were going to be really bad, but I was skeptical going in to see the. Um reformed nrbq um when terry kind of took the band under his own like aegis and like kind of replaced al and joey and obviously tommy was really sick and he kind of replaced him with a bunch of guys that kind of looked like those guys and so you know we went to the show and i was pretty circumspect because i was like oh it'll never be the same you know like al anderson and joey spampanato and tommy ardellino the only nrbq for me and then i went and they ruled. I mean they were just so so good. Those uh, guys
0: are those guys are incredible. Yeah. I, yeah. I I I agree. I I actually walked into a wedding and and it said NRBQ are playing. And <laughs> it just was like Oh no, what if it's not, you know, like, you know, I knew that it was just going to be Terry and like, what if it's, and and then it was Bobby Lloyd Hicks Mm -hmm. on the drums from, he's from the center of nowhere. He, he was, well, he died, I think last year or the year before, but he was part of the whole skeletons and yeah, he, he's, he's featured in the, in the, in the documentary about Springfield that I was talking about earlier, Mm -hmm. but. So I knew well he's there, so that's gotta be good and Terry's yeah. there and then the and then the other guys, they were they were fantastic and have since gotten to see them again and and yeah, it's it's not the same thing, of course, as Tom Yardolino and and um Spampanato brothers, but um but still it's a great great band. Yeah. Um,
1: yeah. So I, I recommend anybody who's listening to anytime NRBQ RBQ comes in any formulation, you've got to check them out. Regardless. Yeah,
0: exactly. I I agree. I agree. I was thinking of um of a book that I that I read that I just thought this is bound to be crappy, <laughs> and, um, and 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 it it was a uh, Rod Stewart's autobiography. Oh, nice. It, and it ended up just being wonderful. I fell in love with him all over again and um it's just so witty self-effacing mm-hmm. um i guess i should have known that he mm-hmm. would be those things but um like my last encounter with him was you know just like on a on a hotel tv like he was um singing christmas carols and and like you know looking like he, you know, just well. He kept like he was singing these carols, and like he, he 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 was singing about you know the the fire is so delightful, and he kept like kind of pointing at the at this fire, you know, this and on this set, oh, and God. it just wasn't that you know like it wasn't the Rod Stewart I wanted to to see, but um, but but the book was really great, and and I it 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 made me love him again, and and just um anyway that that. I think it's just called Rod or Rod Stewart or I don't, I don't know. I, I, yeah. I have to look up what the title is, but you can find it.
1: Oh yeah. No, it's <laughs> it's funny that you brought that one up That's because probably- I read like a review, I think in the times or something that was kind of like lukewarm about it. And I, I love Rod so much. Yeah. Um, and so I was kind of like, Oh, I don't know. You know, it sounds like it, it's just okay. And so I didn't know if it would like really kind of, alter my love of rods so I passed on it completely thinking that it would just kind of suck and or you know not be you know charming or, or you know dishy or anything and so I just was like oh, I don't want to read a lukewarm rod book but it sounds like it's actually really good so yeah this I is mean, great he,
0: he talks about model trains a lot mm-hmm. but um, <laughs> but, you know you kind of just like you go with that but, mm-hmm. but when he talks about writing songs and, and 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 his wonderful family and and mm. just kind of like how he feels like the luckiest guy like how he yeah. sort of feels like he just lucked into all this stuff um and then and then you watch again like watch him singing with the faces or something yeah. and just it all kind of makes sense, you know. It's effortless. It's yeah. it's really um it's it's pretty inspiring and uplifting. So um yeah, that's that that would that was something that didn't I thought would suck and it didn't. Yay. It was good. <laughs>
1: <laughs> well, um loyal listener or listeners um, <laughs> if you don't have any questions we can uh oh wait Michael White saw the replacement so from X in Madison he thought they're the worst band he'd ever seen a few months later they played a basement in Rockford and were magnificent so that is oh. a ratified
0: uh statement um, I wonder what Michael White what was the uh what was the event not that I would know And. Every venue in Madison, I've been there a couple times. But what what was it? A grand, It was you know like the big theater, or what was the venue um, where they opened for X? Um, was it O.K.'s Corral, or maybe um, there would be something bigger than that? Um, but it seems like yeah, maybe maybe they they shone in the in the more like low key kind of gritty. Venues and didn't didn't want to like be yeah. that epic rock band on a big stage or something. That's maybe that's where they'd be more inclined to f- want to fuck it up. Or something.
1: <laughs> <laughs> I recall that there's like a pretty decent replacements opening uh, for X anecdote in that Tweety memoir that we talked about on a previous episode, um, where he goes to see them play somewhere, I guess, around, uh, around Chicago or, uh-huh. or wherever he was. And um, he, uh, he said, like, Paul just walked right off stage and face-planted um, uh-huh. <laughs> in, like, a like, really, really harsh way. Um, so <laughs> it
0: sounds Almost like that was kind th- of a tour. Maybe the Barrymore Theater? Well, that would have been a, a, a nice place. Um, headliners. Headliner. Uh-huh. Okay. From long lost venue of Madison. Oh, well,
1: we've lost a lot of venues over time, and this year has been very tough. So, yeah, hopefully, but, we'll get back to some of them. Not the Milk Boy. You yeah. can go, Amy. <laughs> <but>, uh.
0: <laughs> no, I think um, that's 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 okay. Yeah, I'll, I'll fi- find. Uh, we'll f- hopefully other ones will will come along, but God. God knows. I hope that they hope hope that they hang in there. Some of the yeah. some of the good ones. Yeah, for sure. Keep keep keeping on. Yeah. Um, well, I guess um yeah any any questions? I think we'll seem feels like we're kind of winding down. It's the end of the year, and um and just looking forward to you know every. One says, you know, good riddance to 2020. Let's hope that 2021 doesn't make us say, wow, remember how we thought 2020 was bad, but.
1: <laughs> yeah. yeah, right. <laughs> Absolutely. Well, so we'll come back next week. It'll be a new year. Um yeah. And. uh I don't know. We'll we'll figure out something else to talk about, and maybe yeah. we'll let you know what we're going to do, and you can come equipped with questions. But it's always fun to see you. And um,
0: yeah, it was fun, fun to see, you f- um, fun chatting.
1: Yeah. Yep. All right. Well, I'll talk mm. to you next week. Yeah. Happy New
0: Year. Happy New Year to you. Happy New Year, to everybody. Happy Thanks New Year, for everyone. Listening.